What does volunteering in a women's prison have to do with business? In today's podcast interview, I talk with Jessica Winkler, our director of operations, about how she volunteered at a ministry in a church and how she had to create boundaries with those relationships and how that's similar to business. Plus, in this interview, we talk about why does your company need an integrator? Why do you need a director of operations? And what are some of the cool new products that we're working on this year? So check out today's podcast to find out. Hey everyone, welcome to the Landscaper's Guide podcast, where we share sales, marketing, and leadership inspiration for the snow and landscape industry. My name is Jack Jostis, and right now I'm on a ski hill in Colorado. I've got a really exciting interview, and you know what goes great on a ski hill and podcast, even if you're not on a ski hill, is beef jerky. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to send you some beef jerky and the Landscaper's Marketing Field Guide. It's actually a print box. We'll ship you in the mail with some jerky and answers to the most commonly asked questions to help you get found by your Hell Yes customers. So tell me where to send it at landscapersguide.com slash toolbox. I've got a link in the description you can click on. And now let's get into the conversation with Jessica. All right, everyone, we are at the top of the mountain here at Winter Park, Colorado ski area. I'm with Jessica Winkler. Jessica, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It is a beautiful day in Winter Park. We got to enjoy some time uh, with Robert and his family and his amazing dad, Rick, who like showed us all over uh, the mountain. He was like our personal guide today, which made snowboarding and skiing so much fun. So glad we got to do that. So thanks, Jack, for a <laughs> sponsored day on the mountain. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's the Ramblin' Jackson Ski Day. I think I've been doing this since I started Ramblin' Jackson 15 years ago. And we've been working together for just over seven years, which is so cool. Happy Ramblerversary. So um, thanks for coming skiing. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Honestly, the fact that we get to go do this is... It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. You know, it's not the only reason I do things, but it's a key It's a key thing for me to get to go and do this. Yeah. So what you're, you've worked at Ramblin' Jackson for seven years. Tell us a little bit, what is your current role and how did you get into it? What's a little bit of your story? Yeah, so I am currently the director of operations at Ramblin' Jackson. I started as a part-time project manager seven years ago. Uh, Jack uh, talked me into becoming an employee after quite a while on my own. Um, and yeah, worked my way up to operations manager and then director of operations. So um, for a lot of our clients and for potential clients, I'm one of the people behind the scenes who's involved in your projects and in your accounts. Um, I'm helping the account manager strategize on annual plans. I'm helping projects make sure that everything is up to Ramblin' Jackson quality. I'm also involved in a lot of the processes and different things that you might experience at Ramblin' Jackson. Well, thanks for doing all of that. You're welcome. <laughs> because I think it's so important that companies have a person like you in their in their company. And a lot of companies don't. A lot of our clients don't. And so we were talking earlier about how you need the visionary person and the operational person. So what, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, we, we work with a lot of really amazing companies. And we have seen that if it's just a visionary there, um, they have big ideas, but without somebody who's really focused in on taking those big ideas and creating processes around them and integrating them into their company culture and how their employees work, 
uh, it can cause a lot of problems. It can cause a lot of stress uh, for their employees. It can cause a lot of stress for their clients. So it's really important to have that mix of the big idea person, the visionary, the one who's got the roadmap of where they want to take the company and how they want to lead, and having somebody who can take those ideas and put them to paper, really. Yeah, absolutely. Put them to paper or video or, video. or training videos yes. or all these different things. And and um, I agree. And so that, that visionary integrator is traction lingo. We, we follow EOS, which comes from traction. I'm a big believer in it. Really glad you're here in this role. Mm -hmm. And also we've seen there's also the tale of two integrators. So yes. we, we had a client that actually had two very operations minded people who merged their businesses and they're what, like what happened? With nobody to lead that ship, they kind of just imploded, unfortunately. I mean, you, you really do need both. Um, you, you do need both, and then they ended up disbanding. Yeah. So they were separate companies, they merged, and then they broke up. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it was a lack of vision within that company. Um, and ultimately they were incompatible operations people, which was sad, I never liked seeing that. But one of the things I learned, you know, I think skiing and through the retreat that you have volunteered in a women's prison. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so for several years, I worked at the ministry called God Behind Bars, and we went into the women's correctional facility really just to be a presence there. You know, it was one of the ways that we got to bring church into the prison. Um, and yeah, sure, yes, these women, they're there, but they're separated from society at this point. Um, they all come from different backgrounds. They all have different stories. But this was an opportunity for one, to bring the church in there to them, but also to have that human element, to be able to listen to their stories, to show compassion and empathy, uh, and, and to just be there. Um, it's a little bit interesting in the sense of, from a relationship perspective, uh, you kind of have to respect the boundaries of the prison. So one of the things that they taught us at volunteer training uh, was you can't let the success or failures of the women inmates affect your own mental well-being um, or or your own your own emotions really uh, because they could have very big failures they could have very big successes um, they could end up you know having to stay longer you know they could end up in you know, getting out and then coming back in. So it was really important that you kind of had to compartmentalize those relationships a little bit. Um, and it's kind of like uh, sometimes our clients or sales, uh, you know, we don't want to see bad things happen to our clients, you know, and the people we work with, sure. Um, but you kind of got to compartmentalize a little bit, you know, in the sense of you can't let their success or failures have such a big impact on you that it affects the rest of your business or what you're doing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it reminds me, I had a Sandler sales trainer who said that sales is not a place to get your personal needs met. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, it's a difficult, it's a, something that, you know, we can write down on paper and say, oh yeah, I'm gonna, this is my job and I don't care. And also it's, it, it's really hard to separate them sometimes because you do, I care, Kara, my wife was like, Jack, you're, drug is sales she's like you love sales and she and like when we sell a webinar ticket for 47 dollars i'm like ha, ha, yeah like i'm so like it could be like the smallest sale it can be a big sale i get excited when our clients make sales so like i love sales i think it's fun um 
and I've, I've had to learn that lesson to kind of separate myself because, un, yeah, and unfortunately, sometimes people just, their lack of results or business challenges have nothing to do with what we're doing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you also, you need to have a heart in it, though, at the same time, and that's helping small businesses ring the bell. Everyone who works at Ramblin' Jackson does care very deeply very much. about our clients and the results and we're rooting for them. So how, how do you strike that balance or maybe how do you coach some of your employees that report to you who are in that um, yeah. relationship with the client role? Because I know sometimes it eats at them. It can, and I mean, relationships are messy. Human beings are messy, regardless of what that relationship is. If it's between an account manager, client, or a project manager and a client. Um, And yeah, sometimes messy things happen. Um, And so it it could be that something went wrong in a project or an account, and you know, we're 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 having to either fix something or correct something. Um, That can be emotionally draining. You know, that can sometimes be hard. Um, so taking a step back from that a little bit and not and kind of helping the team not focus on that solely and also helping them see the wins. Because a lot of times there are plenty of wins to look at. You know, there's plenty of places where the bucket is full. So when we do have to deal with these tougher situations, you know, we're coming in and we're not drained. And also because what we do is we design websites and we write content, there's a creative element to that. Uh, And sometimes it's hard to let go of the work, uh, especially if maybe you really liked it and the client didn't. (laughs) I'm sure that happens with our clients sometimes in landscape design. Oh yeah, right. So you can't be super attached to that either. Yeah, there's a healthy balance there of like, hey, I'm producing this thing for you. It's kind of about the thing. I need to care and do a great job, but I can't let this thing that then some other person is going to be happy or unhappy about control all of my feelings. And that's um, another Sandler thing that we've done a little bit is the IR Mm -hmm. value exercise, the identity versus role. Um, exercise and it's essentially that your personal identity is needs to be separate from your role at work and that's something that I personally I mention this often like I change clothes for work and then when I when I'm done I change out of those clothes and that helps me be like all right I'm done working and my kids know that I'm done working but yeah and of course if there's a problem at work yes of course it's in the back of my mind distracting me a little bit but it's a lot less when I'm working all the time kind of thing or one thing I did recently is I deleted email from my phone and I didn't add it back yet. I don't think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so That's key. And this is actually something that I do coach all of our team members on, is don't have notifications on your phone. Just don't, you don't need them. We all have notifications on our desktop. We're all attached to our email all day. So when you're at the end of the day, turn it off. Let it go. Yeah, it's you, so important. It's, yes, it's so critical for mental health. I, just, I agree. You gotta turn it off. And if you're on vacation, throw your phone in a box that you yeah. can't open. Right. I I delete all the work yeah. apps when I go on vacation, and it really helps. And I, that's and, actually something that most ramblers, when they first start, they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. Don't have email on your phone, and when you take a vacation, you delete Boxer. Yeah. Get it off. Totally. Yeah. I'm like. 
if there's really something I'll need from you, I would call you or text you, but like... It doesn't happen very often. So Jack, <laughs> what are some of the big things that are going to be happening in 2024 from Ramblin' Jackson that our clients may be excited to hear about? Okay, so some of the big things that are happening that we're working on, one, we're, we're creating a new audit. And the audit has all kinds of things about specific mar market competition because the question everyone wants to know is, how long does it take to get results? And the answer is kind of complicated because it depends on your local market. What are, how many competitors do you have? How many Google reviews do, do they have? As an example, we worked with somebody in Chicago who had seven Google reviews. And when we were Googling landscape design in Chicago, there was a competitor with, I think it was like 100, over 120 and then like 100 and then 70. You know, so we're, we're, we're helping people even more thoroughly gauge where they're at in their local market to know what they need to do and, and then what, how long is it going to take to see those results. So that's, that's one of the things that I'm excited about with the new audit is giving people some of those um, local market factors and then also some more advanced competitive ranking factors so one of the things that i'm seeing is a huge thing still is your business name partly because we had a client in richmond virginia and there was there is a company there called john richmond landscaping and so the guy has richmond landscaping in his business name in his domain name all of the links pointed into him say richmond landscaping so we, we're going into like some of those advanced things um business names things like that so i'm really excited and that audit is going to be the foundation of a new book and the new book that i'm writing is about direct response marketing so we're taking a lot of what we've been doing for years with multi-touch multimedia marketing and applying that for clients and we've already been doing this with clients with direct mail postcards and driving those postcards to landing pages um, rolling out call tracking, rolling out advanced reporting dashboards, and, and then helping people build a sales pipeline tool. Because one of the challenges that we've seen in the landscape industry, there's, there's beautiful software. It's wonderful software once you have a client. But a lot of these softwares don't really help you. A lot of them don't even integrate with websites. And it's like 2024 and you can't even use Zapier. Like, come on. So Really, guys? Like, you know who you are. You know who you are, software companies. Integrate with Zapier. Let us connect to the website. So we're going to solve that by creating a simple pipeline tool that helps people see where did each lead come from. And then we're going to be able to grade our clients on how quickly did you get back to that person. So I'm really excited because we're going to be going even further into the customer journey with things like text messaging, chatbots on your website, AI chatbots, so much email automation. So we've got so many new products coming that we're collaborating on yeah. and we're experimenting with all of this stuff right now on ourselves, and we're even rolling out one of the dashboards for a client. We're not going to say who it is yet, but we are tinkering over here. So I'm, I'm excited because it, it's kind of like every few years. Well, I can't say that I've done it every few years, but I wrote Get Found Online in 2018. And then a few years later, I wrote The Tree of Good Fortune. And that kind of became the foundation of what we did. And now 
we're really in an innovating period where we're building and experimenting and expanding our services. Yeah, I'm really excited to see some of these roll out and honestly help our clients get them to the next evolution and hopefully provide some solutions to common problems we're seeing all the time, like sales process, like autoresponders, and just as you and Robert have talked about, getting back to people fast. Yeah, you know, so a, a lot none, a lot of this isn't new, but it's also, it's just so needed in, in the landscape industry. Cause I, I think if we can help people standardize and templatize how they respond to people, they will just stand out as more professional. They'll get back to people faster. They'll have templates. They'll have a way of selling. Cause that's the number one thing people really come to us for is they want to get the owner out of sales. And a, and a key part of that is having automation and having systems set up to, to sell and to communicate with customers. And that is also why you need an operations person because they can help the visionary take that roadmap and lay it out into something that's really gonna make a big difference to their customers. Totally, and um, you know, we've interviewed Aaron, who's my executive assistant, who also works with other people on the team, but I think it's it's cool. Um, I know Scott Kalinius, as an example, is somebody who from Forever Green Landscape Services down in West Palm Beach, Florida, hired an executive assistant. And I'm getting emails from her now, and I just texted him actually yesterday. I'm like, Scott, how is it going working with this person? He's like, I can't believe I waited so long to do this. Because I have another client, one of our favorite clients, Hal. Hal's listening. If you're listening, Hal, hire an operations person. <laughs> Anyways, I love Hal, right? And Hal, Hal is at that point where he really needs someone. And uh, yeah, when you have the right people on your team and the right marketing and the right automations, like it's kind of fun. You know what's cool is the Ramblin' Jackson website is working right now. And it's automatically sending people things. People are ordering books and jerky and things and because of that automation i can i can go skiing yeah so thank you for interviewing me now i'm interviewing you we've been interviewing each other we're on the hill um any any parting thoughts for the audience of the landscaper's guide <clears throat> well just you may not see me that much if you're a client at ramblin jackson but I love our landscapers. They're our favorite people to work with. And I can't wait to roll out some of these new products and that new book later this year for you guys. Yeah, I'm excited to work with you on that too. And I think we do genuinely love working with the landscape industry. And that's something that I don't know that you knew before working here. No. You interviewed me to do a bunch of Pilates studios. Okay, so we experimented. So I think this is this is part of business though and so i think it's part of having a hell yes customer is that it makes it enjoyable for your people yeah. to work at your company and i think you need to do the work to figure out who your hell yes customers because yes, yes you came in at a time where i thought it was pilates studios yeah that didn't quite work out <laughs> it did not work out we had one really great pilates client i think we found the only good pilates <laughs> and, and that's okay but but we but we went for it like actually built a separate website and logo i had a booth at a at a trade show and spoke at one and I'm really grateful for that opportunity. And and the people who tried to work with us that just, I was like, you know what, this, not this is not the right 
the right fit, but landscaping really was. Yeah, and I'm very grateful because they're amazing people to work with and it's always something new every day. Well, that was fun. Definitely enjoy working with Jessica. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. And remember, I'd love to send you some beef jerky. So tell me where to send it at landscapersguide.com toolbox, and we'll ship you out the Landscapers Marketing Field Guide. It's a print booklet with some awesome stories and tips to help you get found by your Hell Yes customers. Check it out, landscapersguide.com toolbox. See the link in our show notes. My name's Jack Justice, and I look forward to talking with you next week. What does working in a women's prison have to do with anything? <laughs>